We're going to take a break from our Halloween-related programming to bring you a very interesting interview. We are joined by Pam Ahern from Edgar's Mission Animal Sanctuary. You're currently listening to Get Serial with Beck, Kaylee, and Luca, by the way. And Pam, good morning. Oh, hi, Beck, Kaylee, and Luca, and hello to your listeners. Now, we're really interested in learning a bit more about your mission. Do you want to fill us in? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Edgar's mission, it started in 2003 with a girl, a pig, and a dream. And uh, the girl was me, the pig was Edgar Allan Pig, and the dream was a kinder world for all, especially farmed animals. For as long as I can remember, animals have captured my heart, home, and even my bed as a small child. Um, and Edgar, when he came into my life in 2003, he did literally tug me in a direction I, I couldn't have imagined that uh, I'm here today with this beautiful sanctuary down here in Lancewood with 450 animals in our care, and, and our mission just goes around the world. Is there, um, was there any particular events or anything that made you kind of start Edgar's mission? Or like you said, did you always just kind of had that passion for animals as a, as a young girl? Always had um, a passion for animals for, from a young girl with, um, with cats and dogs and doing rescues, cats and dogs and helping with wildlife and those sorts of things. Um, and there was a bit of a blind spot about the, the largest number of animals in human care, which are farmed animals. Um, I had no idea about how they were treated or even who those animals really were. Um, in 2003, I was working with Animals Australia on a campaign called Save Babe Campaign, which was highlighting our um, animal protection laws, which treated animals not on their ability to experience the world and all those wonderful things but but on the way that they looked and and to me that really didn't make sense you know coming to know farmed animals as I have that I realized that the differences between them and the animals who traditionally share our hearts and homes like our cats and dogs are really on the outside only and and certainly don't um, justify the way that we treat them differently in 2003 the code of practice for farmed pigs was actually being reviewed and this represented a golden opportunity to tell the world about um, what was happening to pigs and also inform people that the public actually has a chance to say how the laws are in Australia and with James Cromwell in the country at the time who played um, Farmer Hoggett in, in Babe, we had a great media opportunity. We needed a pig and that's where Edgar Allen came in. The, uh, the uh, photo shoot went incredibly well, but um, we decided to do a few more actions and just taking Edgar about and giving people a chance to meet Edgar and, and learn about him, it got me thinking that the best ambassadors, the very, very best ambassadors, changing the way people who think about farm animals were the animals themselves to give people a chance to meet the animals, to learn what their lives are really like and then decide for themselves how they think these animals should live. That's so awesome to hear. Um, what, what has been the most rewarding experience uh, working with farmed animals and animal rescue? Like, have you have you noticed a change in the public view of uh, the animals? Oh, ab- absolutely, and it really does echo those very first sentiments that I had. People meeting these farmed animals and seeing them as the unique individuals they are, not the commodities that we have on supermarket shelves, is incredibly profound for some people. Some people have, you know, immediate epiphanies. Some people, it's it's a lot longer, and some people just the so seeds of kindness are sown. But actually, seeing a pig, a cow, a sheep respond to kindness in just the same way that our cats and dogs do, it it really does, you know, get you in your heart and remind you that's where animals should really be, not a little bit further south. I um I did a little bit of background reading about you, Pam, and I heard that you have quite a history with horses. Um, how did that sort of influence your later work with animals? Or did were animals, as you said, you've, they've always had your heart, but did that change your perspective at all? They're very intelligent creatures, aren't they? 
Oh, look, abs- look, horses, the, as a little child, the moment I, I saw a horse, I wanted a pony of my my very, very own. And I, I got my wish for a pony beyond anything I could ever imagined. And that taught me so much, not only about, about animals, but about myself. And from a very young child, having horses, you learnt very, very quickly to read animal behaviour. If you didn't, you'd get kicked, you'd get stomped on your back, you'd get bitten. And so just reading animals' behaviour and also learning about that they're emotional worlds, they are emotional beings, just like we humans are. And all all that knowledge that I had gained from horses actually serves me really well working for farmed animals today, that ability to read another animal's behaviour. And, and these are prey animals, so they're a little bit different from our cats and dogs, which are, which are predator animals, which are a little bit more confident. You know, as prey animals, these animals are naturally fearful in humans' company. So to gain the trust of these animals is something I really take as a great honour. And a lot of the animals that come to us are in terrible states of, of neglect and um, ill health and nursing them back to good health, but seeing how each and every one of them does respond to that kindness and, and cherishes their life just like you and I cherish our own yeah well you've raised some really good points there Pam um if you don't mind uh I actually found out about you guys through TikTok um you guys have a lot of wholesome content um of the farmed animals now do you think that uh your use of TikTok and Instagram and you know these different social media uh platforms has kind of helped spread uh the awareness and ultimately your your mission Oh, ab- absolutely. It, it, you know, we have a global presence and that's really thankful to those um, social media platforms. And I cannot take any credit for that. I have an incredible, wonderful team that make Edgar's mission happy, um, happily tick along. And they're a, a, a much younger generation than me when it comes to social media and all those things, IT. I'm really, really good at looking after farm animals. But, <laughs> you know, Kyle and Kelly have done an amazing, amazing job with, with social media and just sharing those positive images of animals and happy images of animals. I think the more you see these animals because farmed animals are so hidden from from our lives and because we don't get a chance to see these animals enjoying life and experience happiness and sharing moments with their friends and their family through those social media platforms people get to see that and unwittingly they're actually becoming endeared and enchanted by these animals and, and in turn see them differently yeah definitely and i think it's just like you said it's just it's yeah it's having that wholesome content really reminds people that um animals yeah they deserve to be loved just like our our cats and um dogs you know our home pets so yeah uh just with the the naming of some of the animals i got a few favorites that are written down uh, leon trotsky frosty the snow goat and there were the three uh, goats like triple j's who comes up with yeah, the names that's, of that's, um I take the credit for most of the name. Carl yeah. named two um, of our ducks many, many years ago. He's never been allowed to name any more after that. But I, I love to give the animals names that, that are positive and that just make you smile because I think it is really when we're in those positive states of mind, it makes us more open to new ways of thinking. And just to make you smile, like as you said, the name Leon Trotsky, even when you said it, I was smiling. And I'm thinking about this incredible determined little pig who, who was accidentally squashed by his mama who, who would have died had his cries not pierced the ears and the heart of the neighbour who heard about him and determined that what they did next would determine whether Leon Trotsky lived or died. And he came to our care and he was just so incredibly um, fun-loving and wanted to get about and we made him this little cart and he scooted about with his little cart and he did. He fell in love with Frosty the little snow goat. It's actually quite funny. Um, we named him Frosty the snow goat because he was white and a media outlet in um, England picked it up and they thought this, this the snow goat was this new breed of goat that we had in <laughs> Australia. But it was just this cute little name we gave to this absolutely gorgeous little, little goat who, um, again, had um, beaten the odds. He was found by 
bushwalkers. He couldn't walk. And uh, again, they knew what they did next would determine whether little Frosty lived or died. And, and they rescued the little th little animal. And this really does speak to the goodness of the human heart. And it's what gets me up every single morning that we humans really are programmed to care. We care about animals. We care about humans. And we care about the planet. We're just so disconnected between the choices that we make and how they impact upon others. But when we are confronted with animal something, we will choose to do something about it. We see it over and over with the animals who come to the sanctuary. You know, a human has found them in trouble and wanted to stop their suffering. And that's just so, so damn great about, about our world. And we just want to focus on that positive and encourage everyone to think about the choices that they make and how they impact upon others. And I know when you do good things, you certainly feel good yourself about it as well. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's a really beautiful sentiment. Um, now, Pam, we'd really love to hear about the cookbook. Can you tell us a bit about that? I love this cookbook. I can only say where was it 30 years ago when I became an overnight vegan and had no idea how to eat vegan. I couldn't even pronounce the word all those years ago. This this cookbook actually, again, it speaks to our global community of kindness. Just, just everyday cooks and chefs in family kitchens around Australia, New Zealand and the world have contributed their much-loved recipes to this cookbook. It makes it easy so easy to um, have nutritious and delicious food that doesn't involve animals. These are much-loved recipes that people have handed down or recipes that they've veganised themselves. But people can just jump in and try these recipes. There's lots of different levels there. There's the ones for me that are easy and there are other ones that if you're a little bit more adventurous that are worth the effort and take a little bit more time to prepare. But there's no one who can try these, the recipes in the book and say that vegan food is bland and unexciting. That was our very, very first book, and that oh, one was right. actually made by um, chefs, some wonderful chefs, and, you know, great, great restaurants around the world contributed that. But this is our, our lovely one. It's Kindness Community Vegan Cookbook, and it's made by just the yeah, everyday people who've just given their recipes for free to us to, to pop in this book, and they can be shared around the world. Beautiful. Really, really beautiful. Do you have any favourites, Pam? Any favourite recipes? I absolutely do. A little bit biased. My mum's sweet and sour tofu balls um, are absolutely amazing. I encourage everyone to, to try them. And it's actually, it was quite funny because um, when I became this overnight vegan all those years ago, my mum was dragged along for the journey with me and we raced out and bought tofu. And it was absolutely disgusting because we ate it raw. We didn't know how to, uh, to <laughs> cook tofu. <laughs> so um, mum actually went and found out how to cook tofu and she whipped up these um, sweet and sour tofu balls. They are absolutely delicious. And uh, my second favorite which is again from my mum is um this uh, uh corn corn um chowder corn and leek chowder it's absolutely delicious as well really lovely wholesome wholesome recipes in there um from you know breakfast to sweets and everything in between is, is covered in the book where oh, can our listeners find uh find the new cookbook out Pam? Oh, thank you very much for asking. Give me a plug. And we're really excited. And when we, we just started selling our books, you know, we, we didn't have um, very big avenues to sell them. But, you know, shops around the world, good bookshops, and probably even some of the dodgy bookshops are selling them as well. And um, on our website, um, www.cooking.kindness, you can get the books there as well. Amazing. Now, Pam, uh, look, how can we help um, and play our own kind of part in achieving your mission. I know that there is donating, but is there any other ways that we can all kind of do our own part? Oh, absolutely. And and it, particularly at this time, you know, with COVID, it's impacted everybody in so many tragic and often financial challenging ways. But there are so many other ways you, you can help um, anchors mission and sanctuaries around the world. And just by thinking about the choices we make, every time you sit down, 
to eat, every time you put something in your supermarket trolley, every time you dine out, you can actually make a choice for a kinder world by what you what you eat, what you put in that trolley is, is that vote for the kinder world. So really thinking about that. Um, if you live near a sanctuary anywhere, perhaps going and donate, donating your time, volunteering there, or even just going and visiting a sanctuary. We're excited to be open to the public later in the year. Um, if you're down here near Lancel, please jump online and, and book a tour and come and meet these animals. Find out who they really are because it will not only change their world, it will change your world as well and for the better. Well, that's that's wonderful. Um, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? Just a really, really simple thing to ask yourself every time you get up in the morning, that if we could live happy and healthy lives without harming others, why wouldn't we? Well, Pam, it's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. We've learned a lot here today you know, Get Serial this uh, Thursday morning. Um, I appreciate you hanging out with us for the time we had. Um, learned a lot. It's been eye-opening. You're such a wholesome person. I can't wait to uh, get involved with Edgar's mission in the future. So thank you very much. Mm. No worries. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.